Hello, everybody. Mackenzie here, and I'm here to review the official trailer for the upcoming West Side Story remake. That's right. We finally have another look at this upcoming movie musical. Can't tell you how excited I am and how anticipated I've been waiting for some more content. So we covered the teaser trailer when it came out, and that was a big success. Everybody really liked our deep dive into that. So we're going to do this all again for this trailer. We're going to do a review. Plus, we will also be doing a shot by shot as well. So in the last uh, video we did with the teaser trailer, we covered the plot, the creative team and the cast. So if you want to know more about those details, so check that teaser trailer out. Now, uh, let's dive right into this trailer. Fair warning, I will do my best not to spoil too much of West Side Story for the novices of the group who don't know the plot, have never seen the 61 uh, movie version, or have seen a stage show adaptation. So I'll do my best. However, there are some points of my uh, conversation here that will kind of tie into what's going on in the film. And I'll do my best to kind of give you as little info as well as giving you as much insight as possible. We'll see how we balance this. So my thoughts on the trailer. So this is a great uh, follow-up to the teaser. We are now getting the verbalization of some of the themes and concepts we saw being explored visually in the teaser trailer. So like how the Jets footholding in the community is being overtaken by new immigrant groups to 1950s New York City's West Side. And now this time, uh, while we saw it previously with just some visual shots of like the signs changing in stores and such, the mural of Puerto Rico, being painted uh, in the community. Now this time we're seeing it verbalized by Riff, who speaks these thoughts about how his community is losing their footholding to people who he doesn't really like, uh, as he says. Uh, we also see just how Kushner is living up to what his goal was, which was to expand the community and make that a real focus of this adaptation. So we're not just seeing the world of the gangs, we're seeing the world that informs the gangs and that trailer in this trailer is certainly uh building upon that concept that was introduced in the first trailer and now we're seeing that even further heightened with these great community shots we see like the jets out and around the community the changing of uh, shop signs is going to get a better clear image of what of that moment from the teaser trailer uh and just kind of the world building uh that we're getting uh with like bernardo going through the the uh, fabric area the fabric market so we're seeing all these kind of great little pulls and uh, ways of building that community. So we're definitely seeing a lot more of the Jets and Sharks in, in their world, which is lovely. Just like the teaser trailer, we have another song being featured. So teaser trailer was Somewhere, sung by Rita Moreno. This time it is um, the Maria portion of the Tonight Balcony duet sung by the wonderful Rachel Ziegler as Maria. And she sounds, I have to say, just bloody amazing. Uh, she's played Maria previously on stage and her comfortability with the music and the lyrics is shown in how great uh, she is and how she flawlessly moves through this portion of the song. Like she just effortlessly hits those high notes while coming right back down into her chest voice. It's wonderful. She sounds almost angelic, which is great because Maria often gets uh, equated to being an angelic figure. So very good there. Her voice is matching her description. Yeah, we already see Maria will be far less passive in this version. Even though she is still very fresh uh, and new to NYC, as she states in the trailer, 
she, she already is showing determination and independence and wanting to break away from Bernardo and his ways in this trailer. So we see the uh, scene where in the 61 uh, version takes place right after the dance and Bernardo's lecturing her and Maria just says, see Nardo, see Nardo. This time we're seeing Maria giving Bernardo some really good pushback saying, I am independent. I am old enough. I am ready to face the world and take on the world. So, yeah. So we're seeing that. And we clearly see Maria is taking much more personality cues from Anita, played by Ariana DeBose. In fact, both Anita and Maria are shown to be playing a more vocal role in this version. We see Nia coming between Maria and Tony at the dance of the gym and giving them a bit of a quippy uh, warning, kind of saying, do you want to start the World War Three? So it's nice to see that Anita is taking a much more vocal role, not just within her own group, but also within this uh, world as well. We also see Anita coming out of a police station, which uh, takes place after the rumble. Uh, so, we'll, so we see her being going out and having to do some duties within the community as well. Now, a lot of people commented on this already, but clearly the marketing team is doing their best to edit around Ansel Elgort, who plays Tony. He is currently facing some very serious accusations. So the marketing team smartly has turned their focus to Maria and her side of the story, focused on her community, her brother, Anita. So we're seeing that. And it's nice to see this kind of turn of focus because in the original versions of the stage show and in the 61 film, uh, those versions were much more focused on Tony and the Jets perspective. Uh, I mean, if you like, even today, if you look at the ratio of songs uh, for the for the two leads, Maria and Tony, Tony gets two solos, Something's Coming and Maria, as well as being part of several other group numbers. While Maria doesn't get any real solo, she gets a lot of duets and a lot of group numbers, but she doesn't have her own songs. So the fact we're getting some of these scenes shown, some of these moments that really focused on her and building her as a character. And the fact Kushner gave Bernardo and Maria a last name, clearly shows that they're doing a, trying to do a much better job of balancing this out. And the trailers are certainly utilizing that footage as they try and kind of get around um, into Elgort right now. And that's great. However, my one worry is that in order to hide or turn focus away from the Tony perspective, they're going to use up a lot of the footage or they use snippets of the footage from the Maria and Sharks side of the story. And by the time we get to the movie, we may have you we may have gone through or have a really good idea of what each of these scenes are uh, regarding the sharks in their side of the story. So hopefully they save some material for the film. We don't need to see everything that happens uh, with Maria and the sharks and Anita and Bernardo. We can save some of that for the film and hopefully they'll just be able to find a way to balance around Ansel Elgort right now, because clearly they are doing their best to kind of not draw focus to him, as they don't want that to take over the marketing of, 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 of the film. So we'll keep an eye for sure on that. Now, this trailer also, uh, as it turns focus away from Tony, builds up the other two gang leaders, which are Bernardo and Riff, who got featured roles in this trailer. We see uh, the, a very protective Bernardo, who is clearly into boxing, as we see uh, his boxing glove hanging on the mirror as, as Maria is getting dressed. We also see a pre-rumble prayer taking place in a boxing gym in the ring. 
which has uh, been set up in, from the teaser trailer as the shark's home base. We also get that great line of Bernardo doing the uh, the first gringo who looks at you, Maria, and then mimes the punch. Um, so we're seeing that element of Bernardo that he is very much a fit physical boxer, which explains why he's a versus a George Shakir, which is a much more leaner dancer's toned body. We're seeing this Bernardo is a much bit more of a strong man physique. He has he has a bit more muscle to him. So we have that. And then we also have on the Jets side, we see a much more aggressive Riff, who is even up uh, for challenging Tony. In the OG version, Riff just welcomes Tony to the Rumble, while here in this trailer, we see Riff questioning Tony's loyalties. He says, are you friend or foe? Like, are you with us or are you against us? We need, uh, and he's, we see him continually questioning Tony throughout the trailer. And this can certainly set up that Riff isn't really happy uh, with the fair fight that Tony uh, will help broker for the Rumble. We also see that Riff and Tony uh, during the trailer struggle over the infamous pistol that will be used later on in the climax of the film. So we see much less brotherly love between these two, which is an interesting dynamic to play. It's also interesting that this trailer features both Bernardo and Riff showing their prejudice. So this film will not favor one side or the other in the sense of the prejudice and racism that permeates the story. Both sides will have their drawbacks. Bernardo insults uh, just as much as Riff does in this trailer. They both uh, trade barbs in that sense. So we'll see both sides getting to play this world of, hey, both sides are in this. No one side is better than the other here. Both sides are, are, are showing hate and anger toward one another. And they're verbalizing that in not nice language. So we'll see that there. And I hope this film doesn't shy away from that for the sake of being overly politically correct. I mean, this world and the story is built upon the fact that there is racism and there is verbal language that is used that is hurtful and cruel. And I hope we get that in this trailer or not in this trailer. We do get in this trailer. We do get to see Bernardo dropping some of that language and Riff making those inferences. But I hope we see that in the film as well, that we see a full encapsulation of what is informing this world and the language is a big part of that. And it's part of history. These words, these derogatory terms were used in this time period. So while it may make us uncomfortable, it's important to see, hey, these words are used and actually you know what, sometimes they're still being used today. So not great. Uh, but it's really important to kind of show that part of the world, too. We can't just make it all about the singing and dancing. Tony Kushner has made it very clear that he really wants to build up this 1950s setting. And so hopefully he stays true to the language of that time, even if it can be difficult sometimes. Uh, now, in this trailer, so in the first trailer, in the teaser, we mainly focus on scenes of like the dance at the gym, the prologue. We got some shots of the rumble. Uh, we got some shots of America. Uh, just some basic community shots. This time, this trailer features a lot of new snippets of scenes that we see. So we see the scene that leads into America uh, after the night, uh, the dance at the gym with Anita, Bernardo, and Maria in the kitchen arguing. Uh, we see Tony and Riff's meeting after the prologue sequence in the cellar of, of the candy store. Uh, we see Anita and Bernardo doing their sequences for the quintet that takes place prior to the rumble. 
Uh, we see Maria and her gang of gals in the dress shop performing I Feel Pretty. Uh, and in this scene, we get to see where the cameo appearance of longtime Maria performer Andrea Burns. And she'll be playing, and it looks like she'll look so she'll be playing like the shop owner, Madame Lucia, or they've maybe renamed her as uh, Fosta uh, in this version. So we see her in the shop because she catches Maria when she does the big Pratt faint. Uh, we also get to see other songs. We get to see scenes of like One Hand, One Heart, the beginning of A Boy Like That, where, where Anita makes the, the line in the sand saying, if you go with him, you will never be forgiven. We also see like um, uh, Valentina, who's the who's the, re uh, the remade version of the Doc character. We see her having a conversation with Tony. Looks like it's in the evening, so it's probably post Rumble, and it's probably um, toward the end of the film. So we see her saying the lines of like, "Love is not worth life," that kind of line. So we get to see some more of her stuff. Uh, so we get to see, and we also get more scenes of like the rumble, the prologue, the dance at the gym. We get to see some of those America. We get to see some of those scenes expanded for, we get some new shots of those moments as well. Uh, the film continu continues to be visually stunning. Uh, Oscar winner Janos Kaminsky uh, continues to shine in this. I mean, one of the big comments is just how visually stunning it looks on screen. Uh, I, and it's so beautiful. Like some of these images that are my favorite include uh, Tony in the shadows in the basement. And it visually just shows that he's torn between these two worlds. This light and this dark energy. We have Tony and Maria reaching through the bars of the balcony, uh, touching each other's fingertips. And so that shows they're going to be reaching through, breaking, trying to break through barriers that are holding them apart. We also see uh, that Kaminsky... Uh, is perfectly mirroring the coloring in some of the shot work that was done from the 61 film. So we see the shot of from the one hand, one heart scene in the church this time, not the dress shop. And we see Tony and Maria going to hold hands with each other. And the way the stained glass hits the light, it looks like it comes right out of the 61 film. I almost did a double taking one. Did they just reuse a shot? But it's a new shot. Um, so it just looks so stunning. And I mean, also just the way the camera is being used. It's very much uh, sticking with those old epic movies where you have these sweeping shots of the sets and the action sequences. In it, and then you're also down right down and gritty uh, with the characters in the world. So you're really kind of getting that perspective. And that's what made some of those old uh, epic movies great. Like Lawrence of Arabia, Ben-Hur is you got the epic sweeping shot that sets up the world and then you get to zoom right in on a uh, certain character living in this space. So we'll see that and that looks great. Then on top of tonight, we have uh, orchestral versions of tonight, as well as America show up in the trailer. So we hear the vamping, the from America. And that's after um, the first part of the trailer, which is where we get uh, Rachel singing. This, uh, and that's uh, the point. And then we get into this day in a life sequence, basically, where we see the jets and the sharks out in the community. They're setting up for the action of the trailer. And so, and so basically we're getting that bit of moment. And it's really great seeing that they're tying the song America to community and both communities, the sharks and the jets, both wanting to be in America and living that American dream. And so that's all there. And that song is great as an undertone and just 
pounds and gets the energy going. It's great. And then for the end of the trailer, we get this epic sweeping orchestral version of Tonight, and that helps string together all these dramatic shots from like Anita leaving the police station to the rumble, the prologue, the police chasing the gangs. Uh, we get a lot of these kind of great epic shots uh, all mixed in there with some really beautiful score showing once again the power of Leonard Bernstein and his music for this and why it's one of the most iconic scores of Broadway you get to hear it it's stunning and I can't wait to hear it in a theater watching this movie I'm sure it's going to sound fantastic so overall this is a very good follow-up trailer it builds on the last trailer and will certainly build up the hype uh, from this film Spielberg and the marketing team are holding back on the songs just like how they held back on revealing the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. And so the anticipation will certainly continue to build for these big iconic numbers, which we'll see when the movie comes out probably. And I can tell already this film is on track to be a standout for me of the year, as well as I'm sure hopefully it'll be up for some major awards and being a work attention for sure. Now we do have a part two to this trailer review. So if you go to our YouTube channel, if you're listening on our podcast feed, you can watch me do a shot-by-shot breakdown of this trailer, just like we did for the last uh, teaser trailer. So take a look at that as well. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in uh, into this next step in our journey to Autumn and I seeing and reviewing this film in December. Let us know if you're excited for this film and what your thoughts were, uh, either in the comment section on the YouTube video version of this review or in the podcast platform review section or on our various social media pages. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all up before the downbeat. Uh, Don't forget to tune into our season four premiere episode all about the Aussie and musical Wicked, which drops this Friday. Thanks, everybody. Have a great rest of your week.